Alright, so after so much back and forth in regards to getting the prescription for my Adderall, I finally got it. <laughs> I finally got it. Um, I, I don't know, I felt such a relief because I feel as though it shouldn't have taken this long. However, I am so thankful that uh, I was able to work with doctors that were empathetic and were willing to listen to the situation that I was in and point me in the right direction. So did it take longer than I wanted to? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, it was, it was, it was worth it. I could have easily given up because good Lord, it was a pain in the ass, but I'm glad I did it. So let me tell you the story about my first day on Adderall. So my first day on Adderall, I, so I got, I, I, I had finally a doctor's appointment that Friday. Yes. So it was last Friday and I had a doctor's appointment at 7 a.m. in the morning. And guess what? My doctor actually showed up. Oh my God. <laughs> my doctor actually showed up and I, I had a great conversation with them and you know, they walked me through everything. They looked at my notes from my previous doctor and like everything was fine. Made the prescription. I have a follow-up with them in a couple weeks and all of that. So like everything was cool. Everything was Gucci. And I could not pick up the, uh, the Adderall, the prescription until about like five thirty, six o'clock that day because I was working. So I was like, okay, well I'm going, since my pharmacy is right up the street from the theater in which I'm performing in that night, you know, I'll just get it on my way to the theater. So I was running behind schedule. I ended up not being able to pick it up until maybe I want to say 6.15. So I pick it up and I get to the theater, I warm up, I do everything. And I end up taking the Adderall at around, I want to say 7.15. That was a mistake. <laughs> So, so you might be saying, Kai, why did you take it so late in the day? That's an awful idea. Well, the doctor had told me that the Adderall would last about four to six hours, right? And I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. Like, I'll take it at, you know, seven, and then what, have eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one. So I should be good by like one, two o'clock in the morning at the latest, right? And it was a performance night, so I knew I was going to be up late. I knew that... You know, I wasn't going to go to bed right away when I got home. I ended up not going to bed at all that night. When I tell you that I was wired, wired beyond belief, that's what it was. I felt incredibly good during the performance. Like, I felt great. I was like, wow, this is what it's like to be able to focus, <laughs> you know? I'm like, I can't wait to take this, like, during the day because, good Lord, I, I can actually focus. And, and on top of that, I'm in a very good mood right now. Like, it was just very, it was very uh, life-changing for me. It was just a very good feeling, right? So, <laughs> the show is over. I get home at maybe, I want to say, like, 11 o'clock. 
I get home, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, watch a, a movie real quick, you know, call it a day. I ended up getting home, and I didn't watch a movie, no. I ended up being like, well, let me work on this. And I worked on a couple different projects that, you know, I had to get done. I ended up working on so much stuff. I had never been that productive in a night at all. Like, in the longest time, I would say. When I tell you I did so much, I filmed an entire webinar. I wrote, filmed, edited, and uploaded an entire webinar that night. By the time I was done with that whole process, it was maybe like, I want to say, 5 a.m. It was around like 5 o'clock a.m. And I still wasn't tired, but I knew that I had to get up early on Saturday because I, I had errands to run and I had appointments early in the morning. I'm like, I need to go to bed. I ended up having to force myself to go to sleep. And that was not easy. I'll tell you that. I was just not ready for bed. I was not expecting this to last that long. I think, uh, honestly, it, 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 the, the dosage that I have, the kind of Adderall that was given to me, I think it lasts 12 hours. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I think it lasts 12 hours um, as opposed to the four to six. So I was instructed by my doctor, okay, they're like, you can take, you know, two a day if you'd like. Uh, but I think I'm just going to take one. I'm going to, I'm going to take it, you know, in the morning and then, you know, get through, you know, my work day and then, you know, be able to come home and relax. How do I feel? I feel great. I feel great. The, the combination of, of Wellbutrin and Adderall has worked great for me. I know that it doesn't work great for everybody. I know that that combination doesn't work great for everybody. I know that Wellbutrin doesn't work great for everybody. I know that Adderall doesn't work great for everybody. I totally get that. So just know that I'm speaking just from my own personal experience. I feel great. I feel really, really good. I just am genuinely in a good mood. I'm very productive. I just feel like I'm taking things to another level. And that's really honestly what I wanted to do. I feel like that was the thing that was lacking was the focus that is needed to take my life to the next level. And I finally feel as though I've, I've cracked a little code to the focus because I feel like that was the one thing handing me back, holding me back. Do you hear my cat, by the way? My cat is freaking out. You okay, bud? Relax. I'm, I'm recording a podcast, kiddo. I don't know if you can hear my cat. Um, I have to get my cat fixed because... Uh, they're hitting that six, seven month mark as kittens, and they are getting H O R N Y. That's horny, by the way, for those of you that, <laughs> that can't spell. So anyway, so how do I feel? I feel I feel really good. I I know that I still have a long way to go. I still know that I have to process everything and, and, you know, it's still very early in the process. And I have a follow-up with my doctor next week, which is great. Um, and one thing that I do, and this is what I tell people to do when they start taking a new medication, um, I document everything. So I carry around a notebook 
and I document everything that I feel, everything that I do, any kind of change, whatever it may be. I document the entire thing. I think it's super important because when the follow-up comes along, I want to be able to be like, okay, doc, this is what happened. This is how I feel. This is how I felt in this type in this type of situation. This is how I felt in this moment. This was a mood change that I have. I legit write down every single thing. And I did that with, with Wellbutrin, and it was a very, very good thing for me to do. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, do the same thing with Adderall. So I've been documenting the entire thing. And I always tell people, listen... Whenever you're on some sort of medicine like this, you need to be able to accurately tell your doctor what you're going through for multiple reasons. Number one, we need to make sure that the medicine that you're taking is what's right for you because I can't tell you the amount of stories that I've heard from people saying, hey, well, Butrin didn't work for me. It made me do this. Or Adderall didn't work for me. It made me really angry or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, that kind of stuff needs to be documented. It needs to be talked about, you know? And I am a big stickler for being able to document that because you need to have a good, intelligent, well-informed conversation with your doctor as you move forward. Not just in the beginning phase either. So let's just say you've been on Wellbutrin for a while or you've been on Adderall for a while. Our bodies change. Our chemistry changes. It changes, which is why it's so important for you to always have these conversations with your doctor, even after you've been doing things for a very long time. Maybe you've been taking medicine for a very long time. There's times that you, your body can suddenly become, you know, resilient to it. You know, it may become a thing where it doesn't work anymore because your body has changed or, um, my cat is going crazy. Um, it has become something that your body just kind of starts to block or it gets used to, so it doesn't work anymore. You have to be able to have these continuous conversations. Don't just take it and think that it's going to change you for the rest of your life without putting in additional work or continuous work. The other thing that I want to highlight, and this is something that Abby told to me, and I, I couldn't have put this any better. She told me that these medicines that I take they're not the end-all be-all. They're not the ultimate cure to everything, right? However, they give you a fighting chance. They give you a fighting chance. I loved the way that she put that. I, I could not have thought of another way to truly personify what these medications are for. And I'm really happy that she told me that because it really puts things into perspective. Medicine, these medicines, if you are if you are somebody that ends up, you know, getting prescribed, you know, any kind of medicine like this, you still need to put in work. Right? I still put in work. I still have to go to therapy. I still have to practice self-healing. I still have to process things in a healthy way. These medications that I take, it makes it a little bit easier for me. It, it, it legit gives me a fighting chance. And that's a tool I never thought that I would ever have the opportunity to, to have. So if you're somebody that feels as though, you know, there is 
something going on in your brain or you feel off or you you know you you are exhibiting the signs of depression anxiety adhd whatever it may be if you're experiencing these things i can't implore this enough go talk to a professional mental health expert go talk to a mental health professional don't just diagnose yourself i think it's okay to research things obviously right it's okay to research things, but do not diagnose yourself. Talk to a mental health professional. This is really important because if you end up diagnosing yourself, you're going to be like, I need Adderall. Oh, I need Wellbutrin. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you know, after speaking with a mental health professional, you'll, you'll realize I don't need to do that, maybe. Maybe it's just a matter of taking deep breaths. Maybe it's a matter of doing any sort of other type of therapy. Maybe it's a music therapy or whatever it may be. You need to be able to talk with somebody that can give you the proper tools because the tools that work for me may not work for you. The tools that work for you may not work for me and other people. That's why it's so important. And I always tell people also, don't be afraid to get a second opinion. I got second opinions, right? Because my, I went my entire life, you know, really scared to take any sort of medicine like this, right? Um, so like when I was first diagnosed with high anxiety and, and severe depression, I was like, oh boy, I, I don't know. I need to get a second opinion. I, and I did, and that was the best thing I could ever uh, I could have ever done. Honestly, it was it was worth it. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to other people that have been through stuff like this. You know, they are on your side. They want to see you succeed. They want to see you get better. Have these conversations. Don't be ashamed of who you are. We need to end the stigma, and ending the stigma is beginning the process of of not just thinking of mental health as a negative thing. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes I'll just, you know, put mental health in the negative connotation. I'll be like mental health, you know, problems or I'm different because of my ADHD. No, I'm not different. All of these things just define who I am. And that's okay. All of these things define who you are. I can't tell you how many stats I've seen about people that go undiagnosed with these mental with these mental health disorders it's really important that you give yourself a fighting chance give yourself a fighting chance i promise you it's going to be worth it and my friends listen if you're into this mental health talk if this is stuff that you really do enjoy go follow me on patreon i do webinars every week I put up daily motivational stuff for you. I, I pull in experts to talk about this stuff. I want to be a resource for you. That's what I want. I want to build a community for you. I want to have conversations with you. If you enjoy talking about this or if you just want to have somebody that can help, you know, share an experience with you, by all means, Click the, click the link in the description of this podcast. Go subscribe to my Patreon. I promise you, I'm going to make sure that I make your day a little bit better. Because that's ultimately what I'm trying to do. My friends, 
give yourself a fighting chance. I promise you, it's going to be worth it. With that said, my friends, thank you so much for listening. As always, good vibes. So it's been one of those weekends where I sat alone and did and did nothing. It's been crazy. And it's been weird because I want to get up and and do things and be proactive and be productive and all of that. But I found myself not being able to do that. And one of the things that I realized that was, was a thing called ADHD paralysis, something that I've been experiencing my entire life, but I didn't know that it was an actual symptom of ADHD until fairly recently. And I've been doing some research on it, and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is something that I have been dealing with for so long, so long. And I'm not the only person that has dealt with this. This is a a common thing that happens all over the world for people that have been diagnosed with ADHD. It is a a common symptom. It is a common occurrence. And for those of you that that are listening right now and and you don't know what it is, let me walk you through this. Have you ever been in a situation where you're sitting on your couch, right? And you have a whole list of things that you are incredibly excited to do. You have the list all planned out. You are ready to go. You are ready to be the most productive person in the entire world, right? And you're sitting there on your couch. And all you have to do is just get up. All you have to do is just stand up and get it going. But you can't. You sit there, right? You're excited to do the work. You are eager to get it done. You are so excited that you have this list ready to go, ready to conquer the world. And all you have to do is get up from your couch and get it going. But you can't. You're sitting there. You might be scrolling on TikTok. You might be staring at the wall. You might be saying to yourself, oh, man, I'm tired. You come up with every excuse in in the world to to just not get up. But you want to get up. You want to get up. You want to be productive. You want to do all of these things. But you cannot find the wherewithal to just stand up and, and, and start. And the scary part is that you start to lose track of time. Five minutes goes by. And you're like, oh, I'll get up in another five minutes. Another five minutes goes by. And you're like, oh, I'll get up. I'll get up in 10 minutes. And then, you know, everything will be okay. 10 minutes goes by. You're like, I'll just, I'll get up at like, you know, in like 30 minutes. I'll get up in like 30 minutes. And, you know, as long as I get up in the next 30 minutes, then I'll have enough time to conquer everything that's on my list. Everything will be okay. 30 minutes goes by. And you continue to just make these excuses, these reasons. Next thing you know, hours have gone by, half a day has gone by, and you have not moved. And at first, 
I felt that honestly it was just me being lazy, right? I felt that it was just me being a, a lazy, a lazy dude on my couch. Like, oh well, you know, I I had a hard week, so maybe I just, you know, I should just, you know, rest up my body. I gotta listen to my body. My body's telling me I need to rest, so I'm just gonna sit there and rest, right? But I've been getting sleep at least a little bit, right? Enough that I don't think my body is going crazy. And I, I have the energy to do it. I know that I want to do it. Like, I'm excited to do it. But I can't get up. And I realized that this is ADHD paralysis. So I made a TikTok about this a couple weeks ago. And that's when I really realized that this is a very, very common occurrence. The, the amount of comments and messages that I got from that video was incredible. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I am not the only person that has dealt with this. Because I know I'm not lazy. I, I know that I am this go-getter. I know I am. But alas, I, I, I could not do it. So I found a little secret. I found a little thing that actually helps me. Something so, so small. But it's helped me. Now, I always like to lead off stuff like this by saying, listen, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not the kind of person that gives out advice because, I mean, who am I, right? I, all I do is I use my platform to tell people, you know, my experience and to, you know, allow my platform to tell the stories of other people. I'm not a mental health specialist. I just tell my story. So let me tell you what has worked for me. I put shoes on. I keep my shoes on. And when I keep my shoes on, I'm more likely to get up. It's so weird. I don't know how I don't know how else to explain it. Like that's just something that works for me. I'm pretty sure that there are other things that people can do, other types of you know, tools that mental health professionals can provide a person that's dealing with this. But I, I happen to find something that works for me, and that is legit just putting on my shoes, making sure that my shoes are on. So, like, when I get home from, from work, I don't take off my shoes. Because if I take off my shoes, I'm going to sit on my couch. And when I sit on my couch, I'm just going to sit there and chill. I keep my shoes on, which means that I'm not going to kick my feet up, right? Because I'm not going to put my feet up on my couch. I keep my feet on the floor, and then I'm more likely to just get up. It's such a weird thing for me to do, but it honestly works for me. So I'm very curious about what all of you do. I'm curious what you do when you experience ADHD paralysis. Do me a favor, uh, send me a message on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it may be, send me a message. And let me know what you do. And if you want to try the shoe thing, let me know if it's something that works for you as well. Because it certainly has worked for me. Thank God. But every now and then, like this past weekend, I, I have days that I'm just, it's, I'm just not feeling it. I did not have my shoes on all weekend. And man, it showed. 
it definitely showed. So I promised myself, I'm like, listen, I need this week to be a very, very, very productive week. I need to have a very good, productive week this week. So what am I going to (laughs) do? I'm going to keep my shoes on. (laughs) I'm going to keep my shoes on. 